In this bulletin, a state memorial service held for indigenous songman Uncle Archie Roach. Mixed reactions to the federal government's new energy laws. And in sport, AFL coach Luke Beveridge signs another two-year deal with the Western Bulldogs. Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews has delivered a posthumous apology on behalf of the state government to Indigenous songman and storyteller Anko Achiroch. Kundijmara Banjalung elder Anko Anko Achi died in July at the age of 66 after a long illness. A state memorial service was held in his honour and was attended by thousands of people in Melbourne last night. Uncle Archie was a survivor of the stolen generations and experience he spoke about in his 1990 debut song, Took the Children Away. Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews said he wished to deliver a profound apology to Uncle Archie and his family for the hurt caused by the state's forced child removal policies. We apologise for the extreme, inhumane acts committed against you, the torture the unspeakable hurt and the intergenerational trauma that you and your family continue to carry and experience due to your removal. I am sorry. We are sorry. The apology was accepted by Uncle Archie's sister, Auntie Mato Evans, who said she considered the apology as for all their family who had died without ever receiving one. He searched his whole life looking for answers. It's easy for me to be angry, but I won't be. This is because my brother come good and he achieved so much in his life. He was a gift to me. I am proud of him. He found strength to fight, to survive. Several Australian, great musical, several Australian musical greats played at the service with Uncle Kucha Edwards singing a revised national anthem and rapper Briggs, Paul Kelly and Emma Donovan also performing. The New South Wales government has added the site of an historic Indigenous massacre in southwestern Sydney to the State Heritage Register. At least 14 people from the Darwal tribe, including children, were killed in an attack ordered by Governor Lachlan Macquarie in April 1816 as they camped near the banks of the Cataract River. It is seen as one of the earliest and most traumatic frontier conflict ever conflict event between First Nations people and European settlers in early Australian history. Constable Zakari Rolf is to be forced to appear at the coronial inquest into the death of Kumanjai Walker. It comes following the Supreme Court's rejection of Mr. Rolf's attempt to evade a series of inquiries regarding the 2019 police shooting. Constable Rolf shot 19-year-old Kumanjai Walker three times during a bungled outback arrest in Uendomo, northwest of Alice Springs on November 9, 2019. An inquest into whether the 31-year-old officer has the right to refuse to give evidence to the coroner and whether the court can force him to do so has repeatedly stopped an investigation into the Walpiri man's killing. Mr. Rolf is expected to give evidence when the Kumanjai Walker inquest resumes in 2023. 
The Albanese government has scrapped a rule requiring local councils to hold citizenship ceremonies on Australia Day due to operational reasons. Today, changes have repealed rules introduced by former Prime Minister Scott Morrison in 2019, which he claimed would stop councils from playing politics with Australia Day. Immigration Minister Andrew Giles revealed that Labour will now allow local councils to hold ceremonies three days before or after the 26th of January in what was described as a pragmatic decision to make processing more efficient. The peak body representing Australia's oil and gas industry has strongly condemned the federal government's new energy laws which passed the parliament yesterday. The new laws will, will place a price cap on, on, on gas at $12 a, giga, a gigajoule, create a mandatory code of conduct for the gas industry, as well as other measures to reduce soaring energy bills for Australian consumers. In a statement, the Australian Petroleum Production and Exploration Association, or APIA, says the laws will upend a functioning energy market with virtually no consultation. APR says the laws established unprecedented interventionist powers through the regulation of gas prices and would also smash investor confidence. The laws, po- the laws passed both houses of parliament and amended with the help of the Greens, the Jackie Lambie Network and independent ACT Senator David Pocock, while the opposition remains opposed. Treasury modelling suggests the new measures are expected to cut $230 from power bills next year. Other groups, including Greenpeace, the Consumer Action Law Centre and some unions have welcomed the passing of the legislation. Fiji's opposition party takes an early lead in the election ballot count after preliminary tally caused an uproar. From 13% of voting stations, Sitiveni Rabuka's People's Alliance has almost 55% of the vote compared to Prime Minister Frank Bainamarama's Fiji First 22%. This comes after opposition parties expressed concerns of corruption after an earlier count as the elections up seemed to glitch, reversing the result in favour of Fiji First. With more results to come, opposition parties believe that a military coup may still be a possibility if they believe corruption is present. An EU summit has freed up to 18 billion euros in financing for Ukraine in their ongoing condemnation of the Russian invasion. Poland had initially surprised allies by rejecting the package of linked agreements, including the funding of Ukraine, due to the inclusion of a minimum corporate tax. They then dropped their veto, allowing the funds to pass. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky addressed the leaders via video link, thanking them for their aid. I want to thank you for your sanction steps over the past six months. For the package of financial support to our country next year, in the amount of 18 billion euros, which now can be finally approved at the leadership level. This is vital. During the ongoing summit, EU leaders will also attempt to agree on a ninth package of Russia sanctions. 
Kosovo's Prime Minister, Albin Kurti, has submitted his country's formal application to be granted candidacy status for membership in the European Union, a step in a very long process to eventual membership. Kurti handed over the application to Czech Minister for European Affairs, Mikula Speck, whose country currently holds the rotating EU presidency. I'm uh, repeating that we want no fast track we want no backdoor to EU integration and we want to join EU as soon as possible. I believe that with our dedication and willingness, we are going to change the minds of eventual skeptics as well. Kosovo is locked in a long-lasting dispute with another EU hopeful, neighboring Serbia, which has already called on the bloc to cancel the accession process. Without sorting out their differences, full membership can hardly become a reality. An Irish UN peacekeeper has been killed and several others were wounded after an unidentified attacker unidentified attackers fired at a convoy in southern Lebanon. The Irish Defence Forces statement on Thursday claims a pair of armoured vehicles carrying eight Irish United Nations interim force in Lebanon peacekeeping troops was shot at on Wednesday night from the town of Al-Akbir. Simon Coveney is the Irish Foreign Minister. He says his bowler are behind the attack which the group says was unintentional. So my understanding is that there were two armoured vehicles uh, that left uh, our, our base camp, if you like, for Beirut. Uh, there were four personnel in each vehicle. Uh, the vehicle for, uh, vehicles, for whatever reason, got separated. And then one of the vehicles was uh, surrounded by what I can only describe as a mob uh, who, uh, who were uh, very aggressive uh, towards the vehicle. Uh, shots were fired uh, and uh, unfortunately one of our personnel lost his life. Um, and, and another was very badly injured uh, and was operated on overnight and is currently in a very critical condition. Mr. Coveney says he has seen a comment from his bowler which said that the killing was not intentional. At least nine sinusiders across four different households have been hospitalised after eating contaminated spinach. New South Wales Health has said that the Riviera Farms brand spinach sold through the retailer Costco was not safe to consume and people who have it should throw it out. They also urged anyone who has eaten the product and suffered unusual symptoms to seek immediate medical attention with reported symptoms including hallucinations, delirium, rapid heartbeat and blood vision. Health authorities are still attempting to track the spread and distribution of the contaminated product. And now to sport and in AFL, Western Bulldogs coach Luke Beveridge has signed another two-year contract with the side which will keep him at Whitten Oval until the end of 2025. The 52-year-old was due to come out of contract at the end of next AFL season, but the Bulldogs have moved to lock him in before 2023 begins. Beveridge started his senior AFL coaching career with the Bulldogs in 2015 and has gone on to become the most successful successful coach in Bulldogs history. He has led the side to 104 wins and their first premiership in 62 years in 2016 as well as runner-up in 2021. 
And now having a look at the weather around the country, Broome, partly cloudy, 33, Perth, sunny, 30 degrees, Adelaide, cloud clearing, 24, Melbourne, partly cloudy, 20, Hobart, a shower, 216, Albury, Wodonga, sunny, 22, Canberra, partly cloudy, 20, Wollongong, much the same, 20 degrees, Sydney, partly cloudy, 22, Newcastle, partly cloudy as well, 22 degrees, Brisbane, similar conditions, 26, Townsville, sunny day, 32, Keynes, a shower, 02, and a possible Boston, 32 degrees. Alice Springs, mostly cloudy, 32. Darwin, similar conditions and 34 degrees. And the Torres Strait Islands, sunny day ahead and a top of 32 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News.